Well, welcome to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. Across from me, Shane Bishop. My name is Mike, and we're happy to have you join us. We would love for you to subscribe and share our podcast. And of course, find us on social media. But we are here to help you navigate through the changes that you are going through. Today, on this episode, we're going to talk about building bridges. Divisions among us are highlighted every day in the news and on social media. How do we find commonality with those who differ from us? How do we begin to build those type of relationships? Shane and I will discuss. First, Shane, how are you doing? Well, I am well. And you know, Mike, the thing that strikes me is that as I age, I seem to get more handsome by the day. Now, who's been telling you that? You know what? It's it's more of a self-assessment <laughs> than anything I've gotten feed, yeah. feedback you know, on from others. You know something is going on with me? You know, I get little back tweaks every once yeah, in a right, while right, and yeah. I'm fine, but they just happen every once in a while. There's some days when I have a back issue or I'm not feeling great. I look in the mirror and think at this stage, I'm like, oh, I look better than I feel. Oh, that's good. But in a few years, I keep thinking, oh, I, I guess I'll, it would just be bad on both fronts. It, it, it can get worse. <laughs> the other thing about my age is yeah. now I can be injured just going about the course of my normal life. You know, when you get a tweak or something, you always have a story with it. It usually involves weights or something manly, right? Yeah. I was looking yeah. at a Volvo, yeah. you know? Right. But, yeah. but you know, me, yeah. a lot of times I just walk yeah. around throughout the day and blow something. One of my favorite things that you've said in the last few months is that there's two or three things that happen a day that would have sent you to the ER. Yeah, yeah. right. When I was 30, you know, I have at least two or three things happen to me every day. That when I was 30, I would have gone to the emergency room. Yeah. Possibly even called an ambulance. And yeah. now I just kind of sit until it passes. <laughs> yeah. Those are the days I think you're getting me ready for my future. I am. I'm trying days. to prepare you for what lies ahead. But, you know, the, the important thing is that if you're delusional, it helps. And the <laughs> okay. fact that every time I look in the mirror, I think, wow, am I getting yeah. more handsome? That yeah. does kind of offset some of the reality of the matter. There you go. Well, that's one tip for me, I guess, when I get a little bit older here. Well, Shane, our content today is going to be around building bridges and with people that differ than us. You know, right now we can see on social media, we can see on news, we can see everywhere what's dividing us, our differences. And so we wanted to get into this today to help our audience kind of build relationships with people who are different than them. What initial thoughts do you have about building relationships in that way, Shane? I guess the initial thought I have, Mike, if, if I had to kind of sum up what I see in our culture, particularly over the last five years, is the absence of middle ground. Mm. And so whereas I think at one time, most people were close to the middle ground, a little right, a little left. But most people are close to the middle ground. Now I see the, the polar extremes gaining more and more momentum. And, and the middle almost seems to yeah. be non-existent. Yeah. I always think about the, the Dead Sea over in Israel. It's, it's drying up, but it's not necessarily just receding. It, it dried up in the middle. And now there's two bodies of water that are getting further apart yeah. as the water evaporates. And I see a lot of that in our culture today. Yeah, a couple of things I think about that. Actually, first, what brings up a little bit, to be honest with it, is anxiety leading yeah. in that type of culture, right? Because then where do you find the middle? Do you have any initial thoughts on like, how do you start to find that middle ground to in polarized uh, times? Well, sure. I, I think one way to find middle ground is just to, to get off the merry-go-round that, that 
flies us toward the extremes. So for example, if, if you are, are right in the way you think as opposed to left in the way you think, or if you're left as opposed to right, chances are you only consume media that reinforces your position or your point of view. Now it's so difficult because of what our culture has done to even be friends with people who might vote differently than us or think differently or have different backgrounds. So part of it for me is just trying to get a few more voices in the mix, not always reading to reinforce what you already think, but actually trying to get some more uh, voices in, in that mix. Shane, ask me how much I know about music. How much you know about music? Mike? I don't know much about music, Shane, but I want to give. Do you music. know what you like? Uh, I'm not great at that either. Uh, See, that don't yeah. follow. I didn't say follow up. I'm sorry, I man. I, I feel like I'm, I'm not, not taking cues. I got you. I just need so in the future, I just need to go with you on this because this is this is whereas I kind of free flow. You're a little more scripted here. I, I'm a little bit more scripted in this setting, yes. So do you think people could say that navigating change with Shane and Mike is both scripted and unscripted? You being scripted, yeah. Me being unscripted yeah. and at times throwing a wrench. We're fine in the middle. Oh, that's good. Wow. Come on. Wow. We're fine in the middle. If people, if this were being broadcast live by yeah. video, yeah, people could see that I'm weeping. <laughs> right. <laughs> right now. That was just after you looked it was, in the mirror. <laughs> right. <laughs> More hair gone? No. Terrible. Stop it. All right. Uh, so here, here's the music metaphor. So I, I actually played the alto sax. I don't think you knew that. I did not know that. Because I wasn't any good at it, Shane. Yet I played for five or six years. Really? So you <laughs> continue to stay at something that you weren't very good at without any desire to improve? This is the story of my life. Oh, <laughs> This is a metaphor for life. Pick an instrument and stay bad at it. I like it, Mike. No, so uh, this is this broadcast isn't about success, is it? Well, good. Your good. Side of it. Okay. Uh, but whenever <laughs> I, I do remember, all you know, we'd get together at the beginning of the class. We'd have all these instru different instruments, and of course, the instruments all sound different, right? I play an alto sax. That sounds different than like a French horn. A clarinet sounds different than a trombone. That type of thing. But we'd always do scales. Right. And at the beginning of each class, we would all we hit the same notes and there was unity in sound mm -hmm. that we would have in that moment. And I think when you know you're talking about uh, finding a bit of commonality, I think we have to find uh, those same notes with people that we disagree with as long as we might fundamentally disagree. And I think that's going to be tougher. Mm -hmm. But if we have people that uh, where we start to shrink, maybe this middle ground is funny. What notes do can we both hit at the same time? That's one of the things that I'm. Uh, always thinking about and always trying to uh, get to. So finding that unity within the group, finding that same note. Well, you know, Mike, and, and part of, I, I was never in, in a band, a la playing woodwinds and all that, but I was in a, a band where we played music. So drums, guitar, bass, and a piano kind of thing. But one thing is for sure, when you play something, you're all playing something that sounds different, but you're reading off a sheet of music that brings it all together in that moment. And in the best of all worlds, we would each say, I bring something unique to the table, but we are working toward a, a common good. In, in mm -hmm. your case, playing a song well. 
playing something with excellence. And we all do our part, which is different, but we work toward a common good. And I think that's part of what we've lost. I, I think we've gotten into such a winner's loser's mentality. And, and the problem is the winner takes all. You know, only in America can you win an election by 0.0001% and think you're going to run the table. And so often we see when we win in our own minds, we just run the table and it just makes that divide even further. And so how, what is, what is it we're focusing on? What do we really want? How can we work together? My guess is most people essentially want the same things. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, another thing that uh, I've had to grow with is that sometimes people who differ than us have a good point, but it is packaged in a absolute mess. And I've had to grow in that. And I, and I was thinking about a story that relates. When I was about 19, I went on a trip to visit some family uh, in another state. And I went with my mom and my dad and they made this big meal. I had a lot of family came over and the meal was absolutely incredible. I was just salivating over the meal, stuff that I love, mashed potatoes and gravy, huge yeast rolls that were coming out of the pan. They looked absolutely delicious. They had tons of desserts. But there was an issue, Shane, and that was that their house was an absolute mess. In fact, I remember my dad, who was being kind of a jerk at the time, he went up to their television, put his finger across their uh, TV, and there was like an inch of dust on it. It was really hard to eat that meal because of the mess that surrounded it. And I think sometimes uh, people have a good or delicious point, but their life and their demeanor, maybe their opinions, make it hard to receive that point. Mike, I was in a uh, ad council meeting once and this person raised a point and, but they said it in, in such a horrific way that everybody was just going to dismiss them. And, and I literally stopped and I looked at the person and I said, you know what? I think you're making a good point. Could you rephrase that in a way that doesn't offend every single person here and you know what they did and 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 it, it went okay because I, I do think you're right packaging does matter it does matter and for me a couple of things that have helped is uh, i think from a theological point of view when i'm in conversations like that and i really feel like i need to listen is that you know i'm a sinner it kind of levels the plane field, right doesn't it when we all yeah. think okay i got Maybe that's not my weakness or whatever. Maybe your TV doesn't have that much no, dust on no, it, but it's got some. It's a flat screen. You know, you back go. in the day, it used to kind of come out a little bit and there would be more dust on those televisions. Uh, and so that's one thing that I think levels the playing field. And the other, you know, clearly the Bible says love people in their weakness. Right. And that's easy for me to teach or preach or tell someone. But gosh, in those moments, it can be hard. Yeah. And one of the things I think we have to remember is that we're not right about everything. You know, and I think as I get older... That, that becomes more clear to me. He said, I'm just not right about everything. There's been a lot of things throughout my life I thought was right and just didn't turn out to be. So there's some humility yeah. that, that comes with that. And I think part of finding that middle ground is just having some humility to say, I may not be right on everything. And you, there's an outside chance yeah. you're right on something. And if nothing else, our experiences have led us to different conclusions, but that doesn't make you a horrible person, nor does it make me a horrible person. Maybe you should clean your house. Maybe you should clean your house. <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe we can find some common. And then back. maybe somebody else has a perfectly clean house and they make terrible dinner rolls. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, another way that we can begin to find uh, the common ground where we can begin to find uh, com uh, commonality with people who differ than us, I think it's just learning uh, about other people's experiences. Before we can really, if we're really trying to build a relationship with another person, we need to learn from their experiences. There's a story about Billy Graham, uh, fame kind of evangelist, America's pastor for a long time, right, Shane? I, I think Billy Graham would be the most significant Christian personality we've produced in a hundred years in America. Well, when he was still kind of early in his revival crusades, he was he was definitely getting known. He would just finish writing a letter. It was uh, the during the daytime, the evening he was going to be preaching a, a big uh, service, and he needed to go mail this letter. So he was walking all around the downtown of this town that he did not know, and he couldn't find an office or a mailbox. And he was starting to get flustered because he couldn't find, you know, where to mail it. And he comes across a nine-year-old boy. And Billy asked the boy if he knew how to get to the post office. And, of course, the boy gave Billy some directions. And as the boy was walking away, the then evangelist, of course, that came out of Billy Graham in that moment. And Billy, he was kind of in his prime, you know, tall, that slender, right. big smile. Billy Graham was a big, angular guy. Yeah, he yeah. had to be, what, six? two or six three or i don't know how tall he was but he was taller than most other people in the photographs big, big yeah. smile and all that and yeah he would do that that pointing of the finger as an evangelist you know yes. that old style. and he had a like, good good long he finger. did have a good long finger and he saw that boy as he walked away and he said uh boy come why don't you come to the arena tomorrow night and i'll tell you how to get to heaven and the boy looked back at him and replied how can you know the way to heaven you don't even know the way to the post office <laughs> And I think when building bridges, we can't expect people to listen to us if we don't know about their experiences, the way that they've gone, their towns or their neighborhoods, if you will. And I think maybe reading on a wide range of topics can help us with that or just sitting down and getting to know people. Well, a lot of times, particularly these days where you can look at social media and you can be friends with somebody you don't know and will never meet. And you look at something they write and it just seems bombastic to you. <laughs> But what you don't know is you don't know their story. You don't know where they've come from. You don't know what has happened in their life to form those opinions. I was recently reading, Mike, about the, the great Hall of Fame pitcher, Bob Gibson, who passed away last year. And Bob Gibson was a, a pretty surly kind of guy and not, not, you know, to interview and all that. He was just kind of a surly kind of guy. And you can say, well, Bob Gibson's surly. And then I read a little bit of his story. He was signed to play basketball by Creighton University. He was the first black ball player to ever play for Creighton. They went on their first away trip. And after they got to the location, he was informed that he couldn't stay with the team in the hotel because he was black. And he said he went outside and he cried. Hmm. Well, when you hear a story like that, you say, okay, I can see how that would shape somebody oh, yeah. over the course of their life yeah. so hearing someone's story yeah. before we make value judgments yeah. on their positions uh is is not only a, a christian thing to do it's just part of being a decent human being yeah wow that's powerful that's making me uh, just pause and think for a moment but yeah i think you're right we can get caught up in that one comment and not understand where someone's coming exactly from, right? they could be speaking out of their pain and and i think you know just as a listener you know, to all types of different media, 
you know, you can just get caught up of who the audience you think they're talking to, but that audience may not be you. So I think yeah. that this person is talking uh, to an audience I have in my mind, but maybe they're not. They can, you know, getting to know the person's the only way to solve that. Yeah, so I think for the most part, we just need to work a little harder, Mike. Mm. You know what's really easy to do? Divide up in sides and, uh, and just start swinging. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. Yeah. I think the culture today, if we are going to find some middle ground and work for a common good, I think we're going to have to work harder at it than maybe we had, maybe we've ever had to work at it before. Amen. I think this has been really helpful. Shane, do you have any other uh, closing thoughts? I love that final one about just working harder. Maybe that's what we need. Yeah, I, I would just encourage everybody to, uh, to, to, to feel free, maybe feel freer to tell your story than mm. you are to purport your opinions. Wow. Because I think there's something compelling in a story. When I hear what you have been through, now I interpret your opinion differently than if I didn't have that information. So maybe the place to start building bridges and finding common ground is just taking the time to listen to people. It's just a decent human thing to do. Amen. Thank you, Shane. And thank you for listening to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. Be sure to subscribe and share our podcast. If you would like to sponsor the podcast, reach out to me. Michael Wooten at mychristchurch.com. Thank you for joining us and make sure that you keep the change.